When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? What's the worst day of the week that gets us all depressed? M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S Here comes more aggravation and a brand new week of stress. M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S Monday sweat. Episode of Monday Suck featuring Dane Alves. Yeah! How are you guys doing out there in Geek Vibes Nation? Welcome to the first episode of Monday Suck featuring me, Dane Alves. If you couldn't tell by the intro by Patrick Stewart, very nice of him to stop by and do that. We're going to have him every week. Well, actually, I might. Get different celebrities to introduce us. I know people, so that's all that matters. Either way, I want to uh, introduce my co-host for today. Uh, you know him as Nick Smith. So the amazing, the uh, I'm, I'm adjective, adjective, adjective in the positive direction. Nick Smith. <laughs> oh man, what what a splendid intro! I, I, I'm very honored to be here, especially on the first show, man. Uh, pretty excited about this and super fucking awesome theme song. It's like Bazooka's circus meets like the violent films or something. Like this is fucking weird, dude. I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I have to shout out to Kanan for for making that our uh, our art for the show. Uh, awesome job, especially the, the the theme song itself. I, I definitely enjoyed it. So yeah, so kind of give you guys a little bit of a. Um, I don't know, an introduction to the show itself. Uh, Monday Suck is going to be a a weekly talk show that I want to do on Mondays where I kind of have more of a, uh, you know, chill, uh, freestyled conversation with my friends about events that have happened the previous week. You know, we all have to deal with Mondays. I would like to make your Monday better, basically, with this. So you come in, you listen, we talk about a bunch of news, we break stuff down, we give our opinions, we're, we try to be funny. Um, well, I don't really try, but, you know. Um, and uh, <laughs> we, go over, we go over a, a multitude of different topics and just give our opinion on it. And we got some, we got, we're going to talk about today about music, movies, uh, politics. You go across the board, even – even America's Got Talent, which I don't think would ever fucking normally come out of my mouth. But this last week was interesting, <laughs> so you might as well stop by 6 p.m. EST every Monday now for Monday Suck featuring me, Dane Alves, if you couldn't get that from uh, you know everything that I've just said. But so uh, I guess let's get into this, man. Um, I guess, first question, you know, uh, how was your weekend? What would you do? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Had a nice little jam session on uh, Friday, and then lounged around on Saturday, recovering from said jam session. Uh, and then uh, Sunday we did uh, Geek Vibes Live. So yeah, pretty good weekend. Absolutely, and check out Geek Vibes Live that comes out every Sunday, guys. Uh, any new listeners uh, to the network, at least. Uh, if you, if not, you, you you most likely listen to that as well. Great show. Um, yeah, and uh, 
I had, you know, a Friday where I was planning on going home. We had a four-day work week because of Memorial Day. I was, Nick, fucking exhausted because we worked about, I want to say, 40 to 45 hours with the, you know, including just the four days, basically, to make up for everything. And not only that, but I walked in last week on Tuesday, and we had about, I don't know, like three inches of water uh, because a pipe blew up. So we had to get that Uh. in. It was it was it was the drizzling shits, man. But yeah, you know, tough. it happens. Friday, I'm like, I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna enjoy myself. And then I got a phone yes. call from my good friend Tim, and uh, he said, "Hey, man, you excited about going to see Mastodon and Cody tonight? That I already bought tickets to, and uh, did not uh, remember that said concert. But I ended up <laughs> saying, saying fuck it, Nick, and going. And I nice. uh, definitely enjoyed it." Uh, Every Time I Die, an old-school hardcore band from back in the day, opened up. And then Macedon blew me away. And then Coheed was fucking amazing, and they inspired me. Saturday, listen to this. I played all of In Keeping Secrets on the drums, the whole entire fucking album. Um, And I did not play it just like Josh Shepard, but at least was able to keep up enough to do the whole entire thing. So I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, I'm a drummer, by the way. Um, You know, songwriter, Nick's much more of a songwriter than me, but also a guitarist. We're, we're musicians. But uh, either way, man, this kind of brings me to what I was going to ask you about. I was over at, uh, at uh, you know, the, the crazy uh, John Kalina's house, uh, uh, you know, celebrating his, his wonderful uh, girlfriend Jeannie's birthday um, Saturday oh, night. Happy birthday, Jeannie. showing me. Happy birthday, Jeannie, if you listen to this, Jeans. Um, he, he showed me um, one of the new tracks. I heard the other ones previous off the new Black Keys album, Let's Rock. And I have to say, it does rem- – I hate being – you know, uh, we hear this all the time with, like, newer rock bands. It sounds like they're old stuff, basically, before they got kind of commercial. And even though I've actually liked them, I like the grittiness and more, like, the bluesy nature of uh, at least the three tracks that I've heard, and the fact that it's called Let's Rock is them saying that they're going back to their rock roots. So hearing this, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to hear any of the tracks, but I know that you're also a Black Keys fan uh, like myself. Are you excited about this new album from them? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I like you, um, <clears throat> I'm kind of, I mean, a fan of all of their work, but particularly um, like El Camino, um, you know, that, that kind of earlier stuff, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm pumped about it. Uh, I have yet to hear it, um, but I do look forward to it. And you know, if it's more of that kind of, um, I guess you know, the bread and butter of of kind of what you know got me into them, uh, then yeah, dude, I'm I'm 100 percent for it. Yeah, I remember one time I was having a conversation with someone that was talking shit about the Black Keys. And saying they weren't, they were, they were. I forgot who they were sticking up for, Nick. But if I said it, it's not theory of a dead man, but it was something like that to that extent. Yeah. Um, and, and they said that Black Keys weren't really rock. And I was like, their old stuff all sounds just like old Jimi Hendrix. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But <laughs> you know, there's those people out there. We can't all be as good as theory of a dead man. You know. <laughs> that is was that true. a rude saying? <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, All right. Know, well, maybe. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. I'm just saying, you know, um, if you listen to cock rock, if that's your thing, I'm happy for you. Um, that's where <laughs> I end my, my statement. Um, I really am. But, uh, oh, cool. Uh, you know, I didn't mean to be looking through Facebook, but unexpectedly, uh, Joel just um, 
you know, laid some some news. So here's some um, some 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 news via Collider uh, from Joel um, off the page. Quentin, uh, Quentin Tarantino is working with uh, Jared uh, Carmichael to adapt the comic book Django Zorro for the big screen. Uh, no comments all around, and it's been that way for months. But where there's smoke, there's fire, apparently, from what Collider is saying. So I don't know if that is Jeff Snyder, uh, but I'm assuming it's one of the uh, many writers that they have that break news. Are you excited about, even if maybe Tarantino doesn't direct, uh, seeing Jamie Foxx's Django interact with Zorro, which I know is a cult favorite of Tarantino? Uh, Yeah, that would be fucking dope as shit, dude. Like, uh. I mean, first of all, like, The Mask of Zorro is a, like, criminally underrated movie. It's it's really, it really fucking is. good. Antonio Banderas, uh, Anthony Hopkins, I believe it's 98. Um, fucking awesome movie. Uh, and, yeah, dude, like, I would, I would love that. I would love to see who they got to play the new Zorro because um, I would assume they would be recasting. I would assume it, it wouldn't be Antonio Banderas. Um but uh, but yeah, dude, that that would be fucking awesome. And I would, you know, I would imagine that you know Tarantino is not going to direct it, but you know he's not going to give like, um, you know, his, his seal of approval if it's not you know up up to the kind of standard that you know he, um, you know that he has for for his own movies. Um, so I mean that that right there would get me excited. And I like the various like side projects that Tarantino does. Um, He's got a really, really fucking weird one called um, – and I think I've recommended this to you before, Dane. Uh, I think it's called Suyuki Western Django. Um, not, and, you told and me about it. Django not being uh, Django Unchained. There's no affiliation there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's like a really interesting uh, – I think I, think, I want to say it's, it's Japanese, uh, uh, like a – predominantly Japanese cast and like, I think a Japanese director, um, but he has a, a cameo in it and is like, you know, big, um, there's like a, a producer on it and everything. And it's like, it's very spaghetti Western to the extreme, like very slapstick. Uh, but it's, it's fucking great. Like, it's just so, it's a fucking pleasure to watch. Uh, but yeah, no, this would be super cool. So like, is it, is it, would it be like, Jamie Foxx's Django and, and Zorro, or is are they using Django as like an adjective? That I wonder. Well, if, if they're basing it off, they have a well. At least Joel has a picture with it. I shouldn't say that they do, uh, but he has a picture of the comic book that they're apparently basing it off of, and it's Zorro uh-huh. with Django. So I would assume they would pick Jamie Foxx. Um, my, I, I have an idea. You know how I am. This is just came out of the top of my head. Uh, with fan casting, I think that Diego Luna would actually make a really interesting Ooh, Zorro. Uh, I, I really like, like his work. Um, Oscar Isaac's another one. Um, I don't know. Well, you probably want to get of Mexican descent, and I'm pretty sure Diego is. Probably. Um, but I don't know if he way. is or not. Yeah, maybe I, I don't think Luna. May, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, may, maybe he is. I don't know. I, I would. I, I would have to to check that, but I'm, I, yeah, he definitely could be. Well, that's a, that, that would be a cool casting. Um, speaking about casting, let's go into another thing that kind of hit last week that uh, freaked out even some of our friends, our mutual friends, Nick, were uh, getting mad about this. 
They're apparently into uh, <laughs> acting. I, and, I, wonder, and, I wonder what mutual friends are talking about, getting mad about a casting. <laughs> um, there was actually there, – there was more than one. Um, but, yeah, I, I were, just find it were, funny. Did they share the same initials? Was, was it JK? Just, just floating it out there? I'm just guessing. Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, no, I talked to him Saturday night, if, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he doesn't care about it at all. He just says that he's kind of burnt out. And he'll see it when he sees the trailers and shit. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. he likes he likes a director, but he didn't have a problem with uh, Bob Pattinson. That's that's what we're talking about, people. Uh, oh, yeah. and uh, Diego Luna. Just uh, Alexander is actually his last name. Luna's middle name. He is a Mexican actor. So there you go. He might be a little Ooh, smaller. Maybe at the, he's, I think he's five ten ish. But yeah. you know, put on a little bit of muscle. But, yeah, and Jamie Foxx isn't like super tall or anything. I mean, he's what like no. five ten, five eleven, six foot tops. So yeah, that would work. Well, I like it. Well, Diego Luna kind of reminds me about what we're about to talk about because apparently, uh, you know, just given every fucking superhero film where someone's like, the excuse will be he doesn't look muscular enough, and he uh, can't yeah. put on enough yeah. muscle. That all these guys don't fucking freakishly turn themselves into, you know, action figures or fucking pro wrestlers all of a sudden within the training that they have to do. Do you think – does anyone really fucking think that Chris Pratt looked like that beforehand? No. Did anyone right. think of him as, as Andy? You know? I mean, come on. He was – I can say this. He was frumpy, okay? I'm frumpy too. He frumpy. was more like Seth Rogen-ish <laughs> than fucking Chris Hemsworth-ish is all I'm trying to say. So – um, you know this 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 that concept kind of aggravates me. Then the whole acting thing, and I'll and I'll let you take over after this. But you sure. know they can't; they're not that great of actors. And it usually, especially when it came to the friends I noticed that were saying stuff about this, uh, and people that I know on the page, if they had a negative outlook, they don't really care about the fucking acting to begin with. They're someone that wouldn't know the difference between you know East of Eden or Transformers Three when it comes to fucking acting. <laughs> a lot of times, as long as it's entertaining you know it, it it works so they're saying that then they're saying he's a bad actor based on the twilight movies and a majority of them probably never even saw a twilight film so yes this aggravates me because i think that robert pattinson is a good actor in general and i think he's a good choice for this role um what do you think about it and how do you feel about people's attitude and just once again they didn't learn from heath ledger they didn't learn from ben Affleck. Right. they didn't learn from so many actors cast before that even though they don't see it, it doesn't mean that the actor is bad. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I, I'm 100% for it. Um, I've seen a couple of his later movies, um, and he's really, really good in them. Even if I didn't, like, particularly care for the movie, like, his performance, the, the couple that I've seen, I, I thought he, you know, he's done a great job in, um, really, really stood out. And I kind of look forward to, like, delving into more of his stuff. Um, now that now that we know he's going to be our next Bruce Wayne, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, you, you mentioned it. Like, I always go back to Heath Ledger. Like, I mean, I I remember, I definitely remember being like, really, Heath Ledger? Like, he's gonna be Joker? Because you know, I mean, we we were conditioned. We we you know we felt, or at least I I won't speak for you, but as far as for me, I was conditioned. I like I had Jack Nicholson in my head, so it was like. You know, if if you're not giving me um, something that resembles Jack Nicholson, it just I was like, wait, what? That's fucking weird. Um, but of course, like I I was totally wrong, as was you know everyone else who um, 
you know, w- wasn't a fan of that uh, particular casting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of always a- approach um, casting decisions, like, even if it's not somebody that I'm, like, over the moon for, um, that, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, judge it on its merits when I actually see it. Uh, now, there could, like, not to say that, like, you know, I, if I was more down on the decision, you know, I might say that, but I mean, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's a, there's a fine line between being like, well, that wouldn't be my choice, but I mean, I, I'm intrigued to see it and, you know, saying, oh, this is fucking the worst thing in the world. Like, oh my God, he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I just, I just rarely subscribe to that kind of train of thought. And, you know, if I do, it's not usually like, it's usually more if like, maybe somebody throws out like a, a fan casting thing on our page and I'm like, oof, buddy. Like, um, oh, I'll, I'll give you one for, for example. Uh, like I saw somebody fan cast, um, uh, fuck, I forget his name. Dennis from, um, from, uh, always sunny as Mr. Fantastic. And I was like, Ooh, like, ah, I, I, uh, Glenn Howerton. I like Glenn Howerton a lot. I don't know if I see that one though. Um, but you know, like I mean, as far as this particular casting, like and most like official castings in general, um, you know, I can put myself in that mindset of, well, I've you know I've been wrong before when I judge these things too soon. Now I will say this: uh, I was uh, I was not hyped at all about Jesse Eisenberg, and then you know. What we got out of that was not a bad performance, but it was not um, was not what I, I, I don't think very many people were looking for, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but that no. being said, like we all know that Jesse Eisenberg, fucking great actor, um, was probably well, we just don't all know that, that but most, mo- I think well most anybody would know that. Yeah, anybody who's an actual fan of movies knows that. And that's the difference, I think, is, is kind of like I said. It's like, it's okay if you don't, if you're not as in-depth in the movies, if you don't like watching any movies because you found them boring or anything like that. There's, there's no insult to you uh, from me about that. It's, it's all in your, your taste. I'm just saying, try not to be as passionate about something when you obviously don't know that much about the subject itself. People kind of tend to do that uh, a lot. Uh, I mean, we're going to be talking about some political things, and that's how I feel about Republicans and Democrats. Uh, across the board it's like the passion doesn't equal the amount of knowledge uh sometimes with people when they when they make you know when when they get aggravated about this i think that bob's going to be you know i think anyone think he's too young he was two years older than christian bale <laughs> when christian bale started in batman begins he's taller than all the batman outside of adam west um and ben affleck so i just chill out you know, if you haven't seen Good Times, I would definitely recommend it. I would definitely recommend The Rover. There's another movie that I watched where Robert Pattinson wasn't bad, but the movie itself was a weird western. I forgot what the name of it was. Damsel, I believe. That wasn't not, not a good ending. I'm, I might not. If you want to get more of his acting, um, you know, understand him, check it out. But I'm not telling you that you're going to really enjoy the ride. He's good at it. And he shows in all three performances that he's a character actor. Uh, much like a Christian Bale, um, or maybe even a Gary Oldman who was involved in the Dark Knight trilogy. So I'm excited about it. Um, 
you know, before I pass it to you, you know, there's also some cool news that are coming. I just love all the collection of stuff of what we're getting for this. We don't know if it's connected, and I don't really care, actually, Nick. The fact that Matt Reeves wants to do this, uh, he, he, the two things he said he has in mind about this, he said Chinatown, and he also said um, year one. Uh, for Batman, which obviously this Batman is a little bit older. You know, he's in his early 30s, not his mid-20s, but that's fine, right. you know, if they do something similar to the story. And he's trying to approach the characters in this, not so much like people in the past have done with superhero films, where you have to have your two villains or whatnot. You know, Selena Kyle might be introduced into it as a part of the, you know, the ensemble, the, 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 the characters themselves. Uh, they might introduce Penguin, but he's not going to be directly one of the villains, if you will, uh, that even Nolan yeah. did. Um, and I love the Dark Knight trilogy. It's more introducing these characters and make them, making it my favorite part, a very, very detective-driven story. So you hearing that um, and just you know, your knowledge of, of Robert Pattinson, uh, what, what do you hope to see uh, with this first movie of The Batman? Yeah, like a like a fucking Batman film noir. Like that would be fucking amazing and a, a take on Batman we've yet to see on the big screen. Um and you know, that's that's how you keep this fucking thing going, man. Like that's how you um you make it so that audiences don't lose interest. You you continue to stay creative. Um like that's the thing. Uh like the, the MCU, um, they have like their particular brand uh, uh, of like humor and um, and like uh, I guess uh, how would I phrase it like backdrop or whatever. Um, yeah. But like they change it up with like how you know with each various story having little like different elements in it, um, which is you know another reason why I think you know we've we've heard reports. Um, that they really want to kind of get away from origin stories because every origin story has kind of the same feel as the previous origin story. Like I remember that being my biggest sort of complaint with Doctor Strange was it was basically like rewatching Iron Man but with mystical shit, you know? Um, and the mystical shit was like the really fucking cool part of it. The origin story part, not as much. So, um, So like – that you know, that's another way that they're constantly thinking ahead and trying to keep things fresh. You take a movie like Logan, um, where you know it has this very grim, gritty Western vibe. Um, again, just another way to kind of keep things fresh. Um, it, you know, if we get to see a actual Batman, like if you're telling me, like I, I'm looking at, you know. Batman meets Chinatown, like, fuck yes, dude, sign me up for that. That sounds awesome, because Chinatown is an amazing movie. Um, and, like, I I think that's what you have to do. Like, you just, you have to. You have to continue to keep it, um, to, to keep the creativity flowing. Um, and it, it sounds like that's what they're doing, and I love it. Like, I, I think that's, that's what we need uh, with this genre. You know, I have to agree with you, man. And not only that, like, I just, I like the idea and the approach of not trying to make this a superhero film um, and more of just a film with superheroes in it. Like, that's one of the things I liked about Nolan and how he did it, but he's even taken it a step further, like I said. Like, if anyone's like, they're overloading it with villains. First of all, we don't even know if that's going to be the case. 
But I don't think that if it's not a main character, you know, or the main antagonist uh, within the story, I don't I, – then fleshing out the world for later stuff. I mean you got to realize if you want to ever see stuff like The Long Halloween or Hush adapted, you need a lot of villain characters established. And sometimes Batman would go to Arkham to talk to the Riddler or talk to the Joker to try to get information out of them for other cases. So this is actually more pertaining to the actual comics. So I am excited. I've heard rumors that they might be introducing Robin uh, within it. I don't know how, you know, how much – take that with a grain of salt. But I, I, I do like the fact that if they are going to do this, they're going to probably give us a powerful cast, and I just want to see them pull off a detective-styled Batman. I'm a huge fan of the animated series and the comics, and that's number one with Batman. I think that actually the detective aspect rivals his martial arts ability because his intelligence yeah. usually is so prone to that style of thinking and analyzing stuff. That's why he's so tactical when it comes to warfare. Um, so this will be a good good way of doing it. And I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I'm sure you're not worried about it either, Nick, but I, I don't care if they just keep it. I hate this stupid rumor, and I don't believe it. Uh, you know, I think it's just wrong information that they're going to – after after making over a billion dollars with Aquaman uh, and how much money they made with Wonder Woman, that they're just going to take those movies and end them and just restart everything with uh, this Batman and the Supergirl movie. I don't think that. Um, I don't know for a fact. Maybe that will happen. But to me, I would rather them just keep this separate if they just want to keep it separate and not worry about trying to connect the universe. Or since DC is known for doing this in the comic books, all right, shit, we have too many characters all over the place. Let's have an event thing that happens like Crisis, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earth, uh, Infinity Crisis, mm-hmm. something else with either Infinity or Crisis involved in the fucking name, apparently. Something like that. Flashpoint even could be used, like people thought, to condense everything down to one, and you can just go from there. Or just individualize it. You don't have to be the Marvel. You don't have to be the MCU. Um, am I crazy for thinking that? No, I mean, I don't... See, I kind of am of two minds because I, I, it is tough to imagine that they would um, not want to continue with two franchises that have made them a shit ton of money in Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind if they just like, you know, made two more two more of those movies and and just were like, all right, well, we're gonna do this Batman thing and we're gonna focus on like Supergirls, like a big rumor right now. Um, and you know, we're going to, we're going to focus on some of these other characters for a while and then you just kind of do it naturally. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but I mean, I'm with you in the sense that I don't think they have to do that. Um, my OCD wants them to do, do that. Like just to have it all like in a, in a, um, like in a, in one like kind of specific world. Um, but I mean, you're, you're, notion of, of doing like a flashpoint or infinity crisis or you know whatever um situation would certainly work too if they wanted to kind of build up to that um but yeah i mean it's just it's it, more than likely what we'll probably have on our hands is something similar to what um fox did with x-men where some of it doesn't quite jive with the other parts of it but if as long as it's a good movie we'll enjoy it um, and you know you just don't worry too much about how everything fits together. Um, and you know there's there's nothing wrong with that per se. I mean, you know Kevin Feige just kind of you know 
altered the whole arrangement. Like he just really kind of changed everything with, you know, what he was able to build at Disney. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong if, if they just like, you just, you can, you can live in an, uh, live in a world. Uh, these characters can live in a world where they don't have to necessarily acknowledge each other. Like it's not going to be the end of our world for that to be the case. Absolutely. I just think that mainly, I don't see them doing it, honestly, is the biggest thing with Aquaman and, and Wonder Woman. If they make money and they like the actors and the actors want to stick around, I see them keep on making those films. But I don't see Ezra Miller's film getting made uh, with The Flash, even his revised concept yeah. that he's doing with Grant Morrison. Um, and I love Ezra Miller for trying. I think that he did a damn good job at playing Wally West, even though he's named Barry Allen. But I can't get out – a shout-out to Jawan for suggesting this. He suggested Ansel Elgort from Baby Driver as Barry Allen, and I love that fucking idea. I think that oh, he yeah. would do a great job in the role if given a chance and be a he, little bit more – more like the comics, I feel. Yeah. He was my Cyclops for a while, um, who hey, I wanted for Cyclops. He could be Cyclops too, man. Um, I've kind of – uh, well, this is not a fan casting podcast, so we won't even go into that. But yeah, I think that he could play a phenomenal uh, Cyclops as well. Let's talk about one more um, item of movie news uh, before we move on from stuff. But yeah, if you couldn't tell, Robert Pattinson, thumbs up. Haters, thumbs down. Sorry, that's my opinion. And I'm sticking <laughs> to it. Um, yeah, so apparently and there, there there's more talks today about this being um, almost finalized, but the source itself, even though – People are running with this source, uh, like higher. Uh, we don't know if it's 100% confirmed, but Keanu Reeves might be joining um, the rumored Angelina Jolie and Richard Madden on the Eternals project for Marvel. Uh, the Eternals are these godlike entities, very similar to the New Gods that Jack Kirby created in Marvel. Um, I think before the New Gods. Oh man, I'm, I'm oh, man, I might have to turn in my uh, my comic card for, for not knowing um <laughs> yeah that's your, but either that's way, your area that's you and joel's area of expertise so i'm just gonna go with whatever you say dave <laughs> yeah exactly having characters within it though like apparently hercules is going to be included he's i don't think normally a part of the lineup but they're kind of like the greek gods but in space if you will that's what their their, their thing has always been i think i uh, icarus i believe is uh going to be either bisexual or, or gay within this. Uh, I think he is in the comic books too. He's kind of like just a being. Uh, so I think Richard Madden's up for that. I think Angela Jolie might be up for a villain, but Cersei is also a great character uh, within the Eternals that they could possibly do uh, with her. So it's, it's going to be interesting um, with all these casting rumors, but now Keanu Reeves looks like he'll be involved in this. And apparently he was supposed to play the role that Jude Law played in uh, Captain Marvel, uh, but cool. scheduling issues screwed it up. I think Jude Law did a great job, so I wouldn't actually necessarily want that. But Keanu will be playing uh, maybe the villain within this is the rumor. Not 100% sure, but Keanu Reeves joining um, Marvel, the MCU, is pretty cool. I kind of prefer him to play maybe a mar or a, yeah, some, some type of martial artist. Uh, just because he's known now with the John Wick series for his action scenes, but this is him flexing, and I mean, he is the one, so being a god uh, within Marvel also makes sense. Um, and he's had a you know a career renaissance, I think, as of lately with John Wick, uh, just showing off that if he just talks less and performs really well, it usually works out for him. <laughs> um, 
But uh, what do you what do you think about this? Do you think that Keanu Reeves will be a good um, person to be a part of this franchise? That's pretty pretty much like Guardians of the Galaxy, very relatively new to most people, even me to an extent. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. You know what I kind of hope, it, like, and and I'm not holding my breath for this, um, but I kind of hope that he. Um, that he's like, all right, like, yeah, I could, I could be in one of your movies. Like, that would be cool. Um, but like, you know what I'd really like to do? I'd, I'd really like to direct Shang Chi. Um, because isn't that rumored to be on the, on the slate of upcoming things? It is. And he did direct the Man from Tai Chi, which is a fucking badass, uh, movie with Tiger Chin, um, who was, uh, they met uh, on the set of, um. Of the Matrix, Tiger Chin was one of the um, stunt coordinators on there, um, and he uh, he's great in that movie. Um, I, you know, I don't necessarily know that you would they would that you know Marvel would want to cast you know just somebody for the sake of um, you know making Keanu happy or whatever. But I do think he could do uh, a Shang Chi movie a lot of justice. If you see Man from Tai Chi, um, then it it like you you would kind of um, he, you can tell that Keanu knows how to do martial arts, um, both in uh, choreography, whether he's doing it or whether he's filming it. Um, he's just very well versed in it. Um, that like that would get me super excited. Um, but as far as him being, uh, you know, uh, potentially being in uh, in, in the Eternals, um, yeah, I mean it makes so much sense. Like you said, I mean he's fucking Neo, dude. Like um, he's very good at. Um, portraying stoic characters um and so you know if if you're telling me he's going to basically be one of these either villain or or whatever um he's going to be kind of one of these stoic god um characters uh i think it makes a, a lot of sense um and i'm 100 percent for it uh and i you know i just think it'll be cool um like uh, like you said we're getting something completely different completely new um, and, you know, one good way to um, kind of start the excitement on it early is to go get a guy like Keanu Reeves. I mean, I think Richard Madden excites uh, a, a certain um, portion of, like, geekdom, um, you know, but I, I would be willing to bet that even people like your average, um, like, Game of Thrones watcher or just moviegoer or whatever, like, but they probably would know, you know, the guy who played Rob Stark. They may not know Richard Madden by name, so like that may not be, you know, the biggest draw. Though I think we both agree it's a great casting. Um, and then even Angelina Jolie, who has the name recognition, but she hasn't been in anything in a while. Um, so to to kind of capitalize off the success that Keanu has had with John Wick, um, and like you said, that kind of career renaissance that that he's having. Um, I think makes a lot of sense. I think if you um, are able to, to, you know, get him on board with, uh, you know, being a, a big part in this movie, uh, I think that just, like I said, generates that excitement that you want from the tip. Uh, and then, you know, you make a badass movie, and you, you know that trailer drops, and we get to see it, and then like it just kind of continues that wave of excitement. Um, and they're like fucking Disney. Kevin Feige, like, they're just really fucking good at playing this game. Um, like, it's 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 almost 
it's like an embarrassment of riches, um, honestly. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm all for it. I think it'll be awesome. Um, I, and and you know what? Like the other kind of cool thing with having Keanu like be involved in this um, is you know they they really kind of seem like they try to pick people for their movies who you know are just fucking likable people. Um, you know they seem to all kind of get along with each other. Uh, and like, I don't think there's like a more likable person, uh, like from the outside looking in for, for like fans of, of actors and, um, actresses and, you know, Hollywood and any of that. Like there's not like from the outside looking in, there's not a more likable actor out there than Keanu Reeves. I mean, the fucking, the, the, like fo- the picture of him, like running away with, uh, a paparazzi's like fucking camera, like, just, like just fucking smiling. Uh, like it's, it's fucking great. Uh, and you know, and just the fact that he's like kind of so open about um, about you know his life and everything. Obviously, he had that piece recently saying that um, you know he's a very lonely guy. Um, but it wasn't morbid. It was just kind of like you know he's he he doesn't um, you know he doesn't mind being alone. It, it doesn't like it, it doesn't um, uh, like fuck with him. You know. Uh, so I I don't know. I just think I love Keanu Reeves. I love. Everything about Keanu Reeves. I think I love Keanu Reeves as a person even more than an actor. Uh, that's that's kind of that's something cool, you know. That's like that that is not a slight at all. That is definitely a compliment no. of the highest regard. Yeah, Keanu is to Hollywood. I feel like what Dave Grohl is to the rock world, basically. Just a really cool dude. Everyone likes Perfect him. Analogy. He does. He tries to do everything he can to like you know help out causes and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, just. And just someone that you could kind of like a Bill Murray, you could just see either one of them kind of just showing up at a house at a party and just like, hey, what's up, guys? And like, holy shit, it's Keanu Reeves. Um, either way, yeah, just and um, and then shout he just out does actually, your dishes. <laughs> exactly, Bill Murray, man. If you guys haven't seen that documentary, I think it's on Netflix, but it's basically like a, a parody of like. Uh, like a zool like a cryptozoologist person like obsessed with Bigfoot trying to find Bigfoot off of sightings from re- various people but it's actually Bill Murray sightings at parties uh <laughs> really 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 cool documentary you never even get to see Bill in the whole documentary itself like at, in interview it's all about people's encounters and him showing up at random spots and doing all these cool stories that we've heard him do that actually are true so Love Bill Murray, man. You know, he's, he's, he just Fuck seems yeah. like a really, 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 really cool dude. Um, I wanted to mention um, that Mar- it, it Marvel's Eternals uh, will – or no, it, there's at least not confirmed, but based on what a uh, Marvel rep said, uh, that this will probably feature the first openly gay uh, lead superhero with Icarus uh, that Richard Madden is being looked into. I believe that he plays – I could be wrong about this, but I thought that he plays Elton John's lover in Rocketman. Um so I if, think if, he does. That's, so I mean, it's it's something that he's obviously comfortable. I don't know what his sexual sexuality is, but you know, he definitely he was my choice for Wolverine, though. He he was my newest favorite choice for Wolverine, and I'm I'm gonna have to give him up now for someone else in the MCU. But uh, I wanted to say Happy Pride Month, uh, based on that that that's uh, oh, yeah, an awesome yeah. thing. Nice time. If if yeah, if, if if this ends up happening, uh, you know, I think that that's that's really good. Um. You know, it just changes things up. Uh, I want normality out of certain situations that people get icky about because I think that's fucking stupid. Um, but yeah. hey, once again, this is my opinions. It's my show. 
So I apologize if you don't like them. Let's have a conversation about it. Don't get mad. That's all I have to say because we're about to um, go in some, uh, some, some interesting issues uh, kind of pertaining to both sides of the political spectrum, if you will. Uh, but, yeah, if we talk about politics on here, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Nick or any of my guests. You know, we're not going to go so, like, I'm not trying to make this, like, us psychoanalyzing it and going, like, I'm not trying to piss anyone off. I'm just giving my opinion based on the fact that I'm very much gray area when it comes to thinking about politics. Um, and I just give my opinion because I do believe in most situations that there is a little bit of something you know, that other people that are so hard within their political party that they just won't see, that they just kind of completely ignore, um, you know, like facts sometimes. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, this, this one really concerns, you know, Georgia and Atlanta itself, because for the longest time, Atlanta was becoming somewhat of the second Hollywood. And I love how people are already commenting on this and being like, well, then fuck Hollywood and Disney if they don't want to come into Georgia. Like, that's, that's what I fucking think that you sound like when I read this stuff. <laughs> so fuck revenue for our state, basically. A shit ton of money, you know, of, of, of people shooting movies over here. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really great. So basically, Bob Iger said that if the abortion ban um, uh, does pass – that he's going to be in a rock and a hard place. Um, I believe, I, I'm pretty sure he's a libertarian, but all of his actors, you know, that work for him are not going to want to go into Georgia. And, you know, it's against their, their beliefs, and I completely understand that. And because of this, Disney's not going to produce movies. We've already heard of other uh, companies, much smaller than Disney, uh, pulling out and actors saying that they won't uh, do uh, certain stuff. So for for Georgia itself, it's 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 not a good thing at all. It's it's not good for Atlanta, and I think that you know at least um, me and Nick can agree that this whole abortion, um, the bill itself is is <sighs> it, this is a very 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 hard issue. And I'm not trying. It, it's kind of hard for me when I know that I'm talking to friends of mine out there, um, you know, and, and listeners, and I've listened to a lot of other stuff like. This is this is this is one of the harder ones. I don't really care about talking about politics on most things, but abortion, it's a very very touchy subject, uh, for good reasons. Um, you know, the one the ma- major thing is that it doesn't happen to me. <laughs> There's no way that this would have to be something. Now, I might have to be a part of a situation where that happens, but I don't have abortion. I I don't have children. I'm a man. So for me to give, you know, examples and reasoning for situations related to that is a bit ridiculous, if you ask me. But Either way, Nick, kind of, and we'll go obviously more into this, but uh, what did you think about, you know, these developments with uh, Bob Iger saying, hey, and Alan Horn, who is a Republican, you know, this is what they have to do to appease their actors and the people that work on their films. Yeah, it's concerning. Um, And the bill itself is is concerning. Um, You know, I I totally get it. Like, I mean, like you said, we we have friends um, who I think, run every like every gambit of this issue like that like i have friends who are like you know abortion is murder and and you just you should never get one under any circumstances and i've got friends who are like you know it's not murder that's fucking ridiculous you're fucking petty and stupid and you don't fucking understand the human body and it's not your body um 
I tend to lean more towards that side. Um, if for no other reason, then um, I, I just don't think it makes logical sense uh, to to force people to have children that don't want to have children, um, especially given that we're already in a very overpopulated world. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I, but I understand it. I get why, you know, if, if, if you believe that it is, you know, m- m- essentially on the grounds of murder in your eyes, then, um, you know, I mean, I, I guess I can understand why you would basically be like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to compromise my beliefs, my values for um, like losing a bunch of revenue um, from the movie industry is not going to make me feel any differently about it. Um, so I get that, but again, like it, it's 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 a dogmatic belief that having an abortion is, is uh, equates to murder. That's that's. That's what it is. It, it is your theological belief, um, if you do believe that. And we can't make laws based off of, of like based on any any religion. Like that's there's a reason there's a separation of church and state. Um, and I I think it, it, like it, essentially it, it, whatever your opinion on this issue is, it should be your opinion, and other people shouldn't have to be forced um, to live. Uh, to live their lives, uh, you know, under uh, dogmatic law that you happen to believe in. Um, you know, I mean, we, we we always talk about how you know in America we we value freedom, and you know, we we uh, one of the biggest one of the biggest things we we always say every time we go to war with another country in the Middle East is like, well, we want to bring freedom and democracy over there because they're living under you know. Uh, Islamic law and it's it's not right, you know. It's like, well, you know, if you really believe that, then you can't you, you can't uh, you can't really sit here and say that you know abortion should be illegal because I believe that it's murder. It doesn't work that way. Um, so just my 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 two cents. Um, I, you know, I I just I think it, it's it's your body, it's your choice, um, and if you don't want to get an abortion, don't get an abortion. And if you do want to get an abortion, then you should have safe, reliable ways in, in which to be able to do that. Um, as far as, you know, as these various movie industries potentially pulling out, um, I kind of like good, you know, like, it, it, cause I, you know, I, we knew that this was going to be like a potential thing. Um, and, you know, I think you have a lot – a lot of times you have these, um, these, these big companies that are like they'll, – they'll say, well, hey, we, we, we're, we're going to threaten to you know, pull out or you know, not make movies there anymore. But then when push comes to shove, the almighty dollar um, you know, is king, and they end up you – know, even if they don't get their way, they end up you know, just basically doing, doing what um, is going to make them the most money. Um, so it's good that like these actors and actresses who who are, you know, very firm believers in this are like, no, look, we will not make this fucking, our, we will not make movies if if you are telling us we have to make movies there. Um, so like I think I think it's smart on Iger's part to like if if his actors and actresses are telling him that, then yeah, you 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 probably need to you know, um, 
you probably need to keep your, your actors and actresses happy. Like, I mean, that's, that's kind of what it boils down to, to me. Um, and you know, like you, you just, it, again, logic that, I mean, that just makes logical sense. You don't want to have an environment, um, in which all of your actors and actresses are, you know, basically pissed off because you're making them shoot a movie, um, in a place, um, where they don't want to shoot a movie for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, I mean, as it's bound to happen, um, I, I mean, I really hope that, um, I guess common sense prevails um, in in this case, and um, you know, essentially, you know, we can uh, kind of get past this. Because um, I mean, there's just so many things in the bill that are um, that are crazy. Like if if you're caught going across state lines, um, then you could get up to ten years. Um, like caught caught going across state lines to get an abortion in a state that it is perfectly legal at say eight weeks. Um, then you know you could get uh, t- up to ten years for conspiracy, like that's crazy. Like, because um, I mean, in that case, you're not you're not breaking the law. Like, I don't I don't get that. Like, um, so I mean, there's a ton of stuff in there um, that I, I mean, I'm just uh, I, I just kind of vehemently disagree with. Um, but hey, like we'll, you know, we'll see we'll see how it happens. But you know, like you know what my biggest thought is with this though um and i'm sure you know you could kind of see where i'm coming from here um you know the the archer meme like the do do you want blah 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 because that's how you get blah 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 um that's what this kind of says to me like yeah georgia's been a red state for a long fucking time and it's like do you want democratic like leadership in georgia because this is how you get democratic leadership in georgia um doing shit like this uh and I don't think that's what the majority of – like, I mean, we live in this state. We we know our, our surroundings. I don't think that's what the majority of people necessarily want. But the further one side goes, the pendulum at some point swings, and yeah, I mean, that, that could end up happening. I mean, hell, Stacey Abrams wasn't too far off from winning that election against Brian Kemp. Um, so I don't know. It, it, it'll, be, uh, it'll be something to monitor and, and – um, see see where everything shakes out. Yeah, and I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I just feel, and it was kind of like what I was saying earlier, that there are gray areas within even talking about abortion, and that if you talk to a friend who's very, very passionate and says a lot of stuff online and stuff like that on either side of the spectrum, but then you talk to him in person and you said, yeah, but what about this or what about this? You know, they'll admit that, yeah, that, yeah, I, I agree with that. I wish that we could all just admit that and also just rationalize off of what, what I feel is, you know, uh, the, right, the right thing in the situation. But what, what I find so funny, Nick, when it comes down to it, is that Democrats care so much about you or, no, or you know, they, they care so much about uh, – you want your, you know, an of an age to be able to go in the military. You know, a lot of them, you know, not all of them, but are against it because you're just sending our children to war to die. Um, Republicans don't give a shit about that. They, they really just, they, they, you know, that once you're once you're of age, go fight for your country, and if you die, well, shit happens basically. And not all of them, but I'm just saying, like, you know, by the way, me, me and Nick, neither one of us are, are experts in, in in political science or anything like that. This is just based off of what we deal with in our life, what we believe, and that is the thing that kind of pisses me off about 
not really looking at things. I think that there is something to say about, obviously, about about someone that, that gets raped, you know, that they shouldn't have to fucking – you know, go through that, or someone that later on, if if the if the children themselves, you know, die, that they have to wait for the rest rest of the term of the pregnancy to abort them. Like that's that's disgusting. Someone wrote up a an article about his wife that had to do that, and it was just it it completely destroyed her. Now at the same time, right, and that and the, that actually, in fact, was what the New York bill that everyone was so up in arms about was was really talking about um, instances like that. Um, and so I, I, um, you know, not to, not to get off topic here, but I think no, that's, but that's something of that's no a situation where that happened and no one wanted to look into details. And I think a lot of stuff within this bill, maybe also, I don't know. I didn't really personally read the whole thing that there might be stuff within there that the other party or person from the opposite side just didn't look into about trying to save a mother. Uh, if it comes between the mother and the baby, that it goes to the mother, right. um, which is unfortunate, but that's the type of situation. But honestly, on the other end of it, I think there should be a level of responsibility. I think that we should – we're not going to because it's always one side or the other. Look into – if you have multiple abortions over and over again, that's you being irresponsible and not saying you should go to jail for a long period of time. But there should be some type of, of I think, you know, something, something in place, some type of thing put um, – or, I mean, there has to be – I mean, there, I'm sure there's – once again, I'm sure there's scientists that have cracked this down, and I might be saying something out of place. But you know, given the spectrum, science is ignored by Democrats and Republicans, so bear with me. But if you're long within a birth, it's like after a certain amount of time, you know, you got to fucking either keep it or not, to me at least, uh, because – like if, if if it's like seven or eight months, man, that's kind of hard for me to be like, you know, even yeah, and that's already an existing situation. law, like universally exactly. after so, after the first trimester. So I mean, that's exactly so that's where the law be, currently stands. There should be established things that are already in play to an extent, you know. It just it, there there's there's aside from both things, I wish that people would try to instead of argue. And just be a part of whatever party that they were born into, you know. I just also get from a lot of women that it's kind of fucked up. And maybe this is a lack of knowledge on me. I'm not 100% sure, but the members that are voting for this, you know, I'm pretty sure all male. So this is, yeah, a, you know, something put into effect by men. But then it also doesn't mean that there are plenty of women that I know that are much more conservative-minded that think it's. It's a terrible thing because of murder. Some of them are not even big Bible enthusiasts. They just they've had kids. The concept of what we've talked about bothers them. And you know, people need to stop thinking that every situation is that. Like every person that's getting abortion is someone that um, every person that's getting abortion is someone that has done it a million times or waits way too long in their sure. pregnancy or someone that gets an abortion. Um, is 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 always a rape victim or something like that, or not someone that's being irresponsible. There's there's sides on both sides of the spectrum. So just getting down to this, and I'll let Nick kind of wrap up his uh, thoughts before we move on. Um, I think this is bad for, for for Georgia. I kind to I I would like you know our our state to be replenished with with money from people that are trying to come over here to film stuff, and I think that this whole entire thing, I mean in in general. 
needs to be readjusted in, in a, not just Georgia, everywhere. Georgia and Alabama are just, you know, well, if we follow suit, if you will, that, that, that's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, and I'm not, I'm not for it and I'm not for children dying, but like I said, it just, you know, for a reverse thing, how Democrats care if you go to war, but they don't care beforehand. And they just say, kind of make it blunt, but at the opposite outside of the spectrum, how Republicans care so much before you're born, but as soon as you're born, you're just a fucking citizen in number. And as soon as you can go register to fucking get out of the country, not all of them, I'm not talking about every single one of them, generalizing, if you will, go to fucking war. And if you die, you die. Shit happens. I don't understand how yeah. that works. Yeah, you, you would think there would the irony would be, um, uh, you know, could be seen. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, again, here's here's my thing. Um, just to kind of wrap this up in a, in a nutshell, I guess. Uh, I, I'll say this: you you can be like against abortion personally and not be in favor of laws that prevent people from getting safe, uh, uh, you know, uh, first term abortions. Um, like I'll give I'll give myself an example uh, in this regard. Um, like I don't own a gun. Um, I don't really like guns. Uh, just not my thing. Uh, but I don't, I, you know, I don't care that other people like own guns that you know that are you know law-abiding citizens. And I, I mean, I think the notion of um, you know having you know some sort of uh, programs in place, you know, particular licensing and things like that, and you know, I, I don't want to like go too deep into that. Like that's fine, but I mean, I, I'm never going to be in favor of you know, pe- you know, people just not being allowed to own guns. So I mean, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, maybe maybe if people just kind of looked at it um, through a lens of that nature, where it's like, if you are against abortion and you don't want to have an abortion, fine, don't have an abortion, um, but don't make everybody else live the same lifestyle that you choose to live. Um, Lest you want that to happen to you from the other side, because um, then we just always get in this perpetual mode of arguing and bickering, um, and and you know it's just I, I think there is something um, fundamentally wrong with that. Uh, you know we should we should all no matter what side we're on try to look at things through an open lens as much as humanly possible. Everybody's got their hot button issues, and this is one for a lot of people. Um, but like, if you can pull it back just a little bit and try to see from the other person's perspective, um, I, I think we're a lot better off uh, when we do that. Absolutely, and this reminds me of a quote that I post on uh, Facebook from Variety uh, or from Vanity Fair from Gary Oldman. Kind of just and in, and in, in, yes. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to practice this uh, more in my own life, and I think that everyone should kind of hear this. This also has to do with politics. Just because I disagree with you, that does not mean I hate you. We need to relearn that in our society. I got shot. I'm 100 percent in favor. Yeah, I, I did too, and I'm like 100 percent in favor of that. Um, and I think you know we can coexist. It is possible. Um, and that's the thing. That's and it starts with dialogue and discussion and understanding. Um, and you know, the further you get from that. Um, you know, the harder it is to, uh, to, you know, empathize and see where other people are coming from. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's a perfect quote. Um, 
to kind of sum up pretty much all of what we just kind of went over, um, like in, in two nice little sentences. Absolutely. Well, Hey, I was, um, I was looking, uh, trying to find a song, uh, on, uh, YouTube music, uh, the little app that came with my membership. And, um, it was a Bobby Brown song. It was a song from Ghostbusters two. And I was flabbergasted and thought it was pretty weird and random that um, uh, what the heck's the name of the song? Uh, Control, uh, which is yeah, we have to. Da, da. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It doesn't matter. All I have to <laughs> no, say is I that I was watching the music video and Donald Trump's in the music video. So speaking about Trump, <laughs> oh, God damn it! This brings us to our uh, next conversation. Um, I, I'm going to let to you our, have it. Our Nick. non-serious political discussion, if you will. <laughs> Well, it kind of makes me serious because it pisses me off uh, because I like okay. John McCain. Right. You know, with with all of his faults, I think that he was a very respectable gentleman and he was a, you know, a prisoner of war. And uh, you know, even though he was very firm with his party, I mean, one of his best friends uh, was, uh, oh man, the Joe vice Lee president. Oh, fuck. Well, no, no, Biden. Biden was a good friend of his and his family. Oh, okay, got um, it. But um, you know, uh, John McCain, obviously Republican, uh, went against Obama. And his a good friend Joe Biden uh, within there, but you know was kind of old school, but still had I think a very sensible head. Um, he wasn't as as ridiculous uh, and as egotistical as, as some other people that have been recently in both the Democratic and Republican parties. Uh, you know, I just I always I felt that the debates between Obama and McCain they were very stylized like they are nowadays, where it's, it's just not not as real, but it's still. It wasn't as fucking disgusting as that last display of, of debates for this last presidency. Um, yeah, I'll never forget but, John McCain telling that lady, like when she, you know, basically said, you know, she didn't like Obama because, you know, he's an Arab and he's he's a terrorist or something like that. And he was like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna stop you right there. Like, um, no, uh, uh, you know, Barack Obama is a very, very good man. Like, uh, I I don't want you to think that. Like, he's a good person. I just like fundamentally disagree with him on like where this country needs to go. And like that has kind of been thrown out the window um, as of, as of late. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So can you explain the situation a little bit? Cause you were telling me about this and it just made me roll my eyes in the back of my fucking head. <laughs> sure. Um, so basically, uh, so Trump recently traveled to Japan and um, there is a, uh, a ship uh, off the coast of Japan that is, I believe, the USS John McCain, um, obviously named in, uh, in honor of, of John McCain for his service uh, in, in the military. Um, and essentially, uh, the White House um, you know, call, called over, um, I guess, to the Navy and asked them to move the ship. Um, they didn't. They didn't want Trump to see um, the the USS John McCain while he was there, um, and they couldn't move it because uh, you know it was it was going it was under um, uh, construction. It was it was getting some repairs done or something like that. So they couldn't move it um, from where it was. So they had them uh, like cover up the name of the ship so Trump did not have to see John McCain's name. Uh, on his uh, visit to Japan. So kind of 
I'll use it as an example to some people that if they're a wrestling fan, because of stuff that's going on right now with Vince McMahon, um, it might not be a situation where Trump told them to do that per se, but they just know Correct. that Trump is that, you know, um, oh God, uh, full of himself, I guess. Uh, you know, just, <laughs> petty. Uh, it's very, it's very similar. Yes, petty. Petty. That's the best word. Very similar to the writers that when it comes to Vince, they do whatever the fuck he wants and make sure that he doesn't get pissed off with his programming. Um, that's how I'm assuming his, his cabinet basically works uh, for Trump. Uh, they didn't want old you know Trump to see that and get angry or, or whatnot or ruin <laughs> his day. This is fucking ridiculous. So like even even if even if Trump said to him, which if if this is true, if Trump was like, why the fuck would you do that? I'm not that ridiculous. He probably should make a statement about it since it's been broadcasted that this happened and we know it, you know. But um, I don't know. Maybe this is much to do about nothing. I have no idea. I just when you told me about this, Nick, I just thought it was absolutely ridiculous. And if there was any connection where where Donnie was actually making that request. That's got to be one of the most petty things I've ever heard. That's almost <laughs> as petty as 50 Cent buying out Ja Rule's first three front rows at his concert uh, so that no one would be in the front rows, basically, to watch him perform <laughs> because he hates Ja Rule that much. Like, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it, it's it's super petty. Um, they, they, uh, I guess – I think Trump was asked about it directly from a reporter and said that he did not request that that be done. Um, but that's all he said about it. He just said, oh, no, I didn't request that. Um, but like you said, I, did not I mean, regardless of, <laughs> regardless of whether he requested it or not, and I mean I, I'm kind of inclined to believe him. He probably didn't. Like his, his, But that just, like you said, kind of goes to show you um, like his staff uh, like is is so worried about – um, you know him having having a little snowflake meltdown uh, about seeing John McCain's name somewhere that they were like, uh, you know, uh, co- co- cover his name up. Um, and that's the funniest thing is that like they were like, hey, I'm sure they called over thinking, well, they could just move the ship, um, and and like no one will, you know, no one will be any the wiser. And then when they were like, uh, actually, we we can't move the ship. And I I honestly kind of wonder if like they were like. Fuck that. We're not moving the ship. Just tell them we can't move it. <laughs> like, that would make this even better. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so then they're like, all right, well, we'll cover the name up. And it's like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you just see, like, whatever, like, um, whatever dude who's in charge of that ship being like, this is so fucking ridiculous. I can't believe we're doing this right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think, you know, like I said, I don't think this is – you know, really that serious. Um, I just I find it really fucking humorous. Um, just like how how petty, uh, but also like um, just like fragile. <laughs> like he's just he's fragile, man. Uh, uh, Lebowski quote there. Um, but you know, like I mean, he's he's got a very fragile ego, um, and you know he he's got to be the biggest and the best and everything else. Um, and so, like you know, it, if if he goes over there and sees John McCain's name plastered on the side of a warship, um, you know, that's probably the kind of thing that would like maybe not ruin his day, but it would kind of piss him off. He's like, um, you know, like like having his name on fucking towers across the world, um, like you know, he he couldn't just be comfortable 
in that or the fact that he beat uh, John McCain. Uh, well, I guess I guess he didn't run against John McCain. I don't think John McCain ran, but he beat all the other dudes. Uh, he was able to achieve what John McCain couldn't achieve in actually winning the presidency. But it's like, no, 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 that, none of that's enough. Like, I can't see his name on a boat. Like, <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. Um, just see, how yeah. fragile the man's ego is. It really is. I mean, Nick, this, what I'm, I'm not do? even getting into, like, his politics at all. This is just strictly, like um, – I think regardless of whether you like his politics or not, you you, you kind of yeah, have to like, admit like, this is fucking ridiculous. Honest. If this was 15 fucking years ago and someone's saying that Donald Trump is egotistical, no one's going to fucking get pissed off. No fucking Republican nope. or Democrat. Shit, when he was a Democrat, what, 15, 20 years ago? I, I, no oh, Democrat yeah. was going to get mad if you say that because it was true. He is an egotistical individual. Right. But what I, but yeah. I have to say is what I'm going to do is – I'm going to build a wall around the SS John McCain. No one is going to see it ever. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. I'm literally doing that thing with my hands where I'm like pressing forward every time I say my last word. Uh, you can't You're say playing it. the invisible right, accordion. Playing the invisible accordion. Oh, God. He's such an interesting fella. Do you think that they'll do another roast? I, d- I doubt Snoop Dogg will be there uh, this, this next time if they do it again. Um, all right, let's I get to doubt our, it. <laughs> let's get to our last topic. Uh, this one, another uh, controversial topic. Um, U.S. powerlifting bans transgender um, women, if you will, someone that was biologically born a man. Uh, in competing against uh, female competitors within powerlifting. Someone recently, um, and when I found this out, I, I was a little bit lost of words, uh, destroyed all the records, basically. Um, and it was someone that was transgender, that was bio- biologically a man, and made the reverse to become a woman. And it sucks that I'm at the basically list my credentials right now, but I am a huge fan of the LGBT community, all members. I have helped out in Pride before in the past. I'm just, uh, you know, I, I, I understand that, you know, with the transgender community, how difficult that may be. Um, I know that there is a lot of, um, you know, mental issues, and I'm a huge person and advocate for, for anything mental like this because I'm bipolar, so that's something. I know that they have a lot of hard stuff that they go through, not personally, but you know, it, it's got to be a hard situation. And if you are born, um, you know, a certain sex, but you just – you feel or, or you know that you're, you're, you're the opposite trapped in that body, you know, I have no problem with you, with, with you doing that. Um, what I do have a problem with, and this, this, this is something that I know that Ronda Rousey's gotten crap for because of a fem- or a, a transgender uh, woman. Uh, competing in the women's division and not UFC, but MMA and destroying women. Uh, I know that Joe Rogan yeah. also has brought this up before in the past who, unless you are the liberals that, that hate Joe Rogan, um, Joe Rogan's a fucking liberal. Like he definitely is with almost everything, but he's been in UFC. He's someone that competes in this type of leveled stuff. If you are biologically a man, we have to stop as society ignoring science. Republicans do that, and we give them a hell of a lot of crap for it. You know, um, when, when it comes to how how long the world's been around, for even for 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 fuck's sake, <laughs> with archaeology, uh, based on you know their their perception of the Bible and uh, many other things that they'll go by the Bible instead of you know a scientific thing. The same thing applies though towards biology. I don't have a problem with this. Unfortunately, 
Well, no, no. I, I, I just feel personally, and I'm not trying to offend anyone, that it's not fair. It's, it's not fair to the actual women competing. And not only that, it's, it's you know, it, for the ones that have to lose and, and, and to lose that, I, I just feel like that, that kind of downgrades the women that, have, that, have, that are biologically women, that were born women, that have the same type of strength advantages that women normally have. Uh, them, you know, competing in this and getting records destroyed by someone that was originally biologically a man. I have said this to Nick, and you know, I I really do believe it. I think that even though I understand what it would, how weird it would be, especially you know, the reactions from people. People suck, but I think that if you are, if you are a woman, they like Mondays. Biologically, what's that? I said people are like Mondays. Exactly. People suck. Yeah, they really do. But if, if if you are if you are biologically a man but you are a woman, that, that that's what you are, I think it says a hell of a lot about female empowerment for you to go into a male competition and you beat the men in that competition saying, Yeah, fuck yeah, you know, this is this is who I am because when it comes down to it, we can't keep on just trying to ignore parts of science based on our beliefs. And this is something that I just – I don't think it's fair for women. And like I said, I don't have a problem with anyone that's transgender. I'm someone – but if, if you feel like you're a woman and you want to go to the bathroom in the women's room and there's – like that, that to me is ridiculous. Like go in the men's room where there's boys too. Like it's so fucking ridiculous the way that people have – you know, just with thinking and, and reasoning. But I think this is, this is a little bit different. And I said – and like I said, I think – Nick, do you agree that there – is something empowering about if a if a transgender woman competes in a male's competition and actually wins and beats the men? Um, I maybe to a certain extent that's probably where I would disagree with you. Um, it, not that it wouldn't be empowering, but like again, you're still telling them like, okay, well you have to compete with the you know in the gender class that you don't identify with. So I, I feel like in that sense it's a little belittling. But there's no – but that's the thing. There's no good answer here. Um, like I'm, I'm very much with you on this. Uh, a, um, you know, a, a very – like a huge, huge supporter of um, transgender, trans rights, all of that. Like um, I think the North Carolina bathroom bill was a fucking disgrace. Um, I'm glad they did away with that. Um, like you should, you should be able to, to – Use the fucking restroom where you feel most comfortable. Like I, I don't, I don't know how, how that can be put any in any way that makes more sense. Because I mean that that's just I guess how I feel. I, but honestly, like I kind of think just like gender bathrooms in general are just kind of stupid. Like, um, I mean I'm just like just just have fucking like have private bathrooms. Like I guess like that's kind of how I feel. Um, but uh, or or just like one open thing. I mean, like stalls for everybody. Like I don't. I I think like I, I don't know like how that started, but I think that's just kind of weird um, in general. Um, but you know, it's whatever. Uh, but yeah, as far as this is concerned, like you're right. I mean, you you there's there's it is undeniable that you have a fucking edge, like against uh, or or you're more than likely going to have an edge. Um, you know, if you're if you're competing against uh, women who who were born women, 
um, you know, versus uh, a woman who who was born a man and and later decided that um, that you know she was a woman and so she made the transformation uh, and all of that. Like you, you're just still dealing with with such a clear advantage. See, I wonder, I wonder this like, is there like a way that they could like maybe have like you know a, a testosterone level? Um, that like you would have to like meet, um, but see, but, but I feel like even that, like, th- then like, what if what if a woman just has like who was born a woman just has a just a naturally higher testosterone level than average women do, and then she can't qualify because she doesn't meet the testosterone requirement. Uh, like, there's just there's no clear answer here, um, and I don't necessarily like. I mean, so so what are we to do? Are we supposed to have um, like a transgender class? Um, because then you're getting into like separate but equal, and like what what kind of connotation that means? It's just tricky, man. Like the, I just don't think there's a right answer, but I I I, I definitely don't. Um, I don't. I'm not upset at all with you know the the U.S. weightlifting. Um, uh, I guess. Um, society or whatever whatever it's called um making that decision i i think it's gotta i kind of gotta just be like a case-by-case basis in my opinion like if a particular group or organization wants to make a decision in a com- competitive based um uh group uh or industry or whatever um where you know where you're essentially competing against other people um then you know i think i feel like you have to um you have to let them make that decision like because like i said there's no right answer like you know at least not in my opinion um as it pertains to this um so i think they made their decision they're probably gonna catch some shit for it um but you know it's, it's i can't fault them it's a fucking tough decision to make um you know i mean and then i think too like um you know, like what? What are you gonna do? Like basically say, all right, well, you know what? Fuck it. Since we're being like strong armed into this, we just won't even have a women's class. Just everybody competes in the same class. So men compete against women, compete against transgender women, transgender men, like whatever. Like every everybody competes under the same umbrella. Like is that fair? Because um, like if your answer to that question is no, that's not fair. Um, then I don't see how your answer to the original question that we brought up here could be, but transgender women competing against uh, non-transgender women uh, is, is totally fair. There's no advantage. Um, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you can't really have it both ways there. Um, so yeah. I, I don't envy the I don't envy the the, the position that they find themselves in, um, and I can't fault them for making that decision. You know, like uh, it, it's it's a tough decision, but um, you know, I, I think ultimately, uh, I, I respect it. You know, I mean, I feel, I feel like you, I mean, maybe not, you have to, but I mean, I, I think it, it, you know, like I said, it's, it's a very unenviable situation and whether they made the right or wrong decision, I think, you know, you, you just have to respect the fact that it was their decision to make, um, for their particular organization, um, and that's that's the one that's the conclusion that they came to. So, um, you know, like it is what it is, man. And you know, I mean, I, I, 
like I said, I'm sure they'll catch some shit for it, but ultimately, I feel like too. Um, I don't. I don't feel like this is. Um, you know, I don't feel like this is necessarily like a right issue. And you know, I, I feel like um, you know, you, you you could certainly make a case that it is one. Um, but like, I feel like this is well. What's gonna What's gonna be most fair for you know the most amount of people? And I think all of the women competing in this probably would prefer to not have to compete against transgender women. Um, and you know, so it's like. Well, we made the decision that we think will make the mo- the majority of our competitors happy, um, and yeah, you know, I, I think we should, um, you know, we should give minorities a platform in in all regards um, to have maybe a louder voice than the majority, um, if for no other reason than you know they kind of need it. Uh, but I just don't feel like this is necessarily like an infringement upon um, uh, uh, upon um, transgender rights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um but uh anyways, yeah, those were those were the uh, controversial stuff we we're going to be talking about today. But I think we I think we did a good a good job uh, you know, talking about that and that's what you're going to deal with on here, whether it be me and Nick or whoever. Um, uh, you know, we're just going to give our opinions and and and, and talk them. And you're not going to get this disclaimer in the in the future. Like even new people, they're going to have to just deal with our conversations about stuff. <laughs> and then you can take from that and gain your own opinion too. And if it's different, that is completely fine. So let's move on to um, kind of. Well, we were talking about we were talking about MMA. Uh, well, this is a horrible segue, but uh, let's talk a little bit about boxing. I don't know. If you got a chance to talk to um, uh, hear about basically uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. and uh, champion Anthony uh, Joshua. Oh, is Ruiz? Damn it! I knew I was. Yes. I was like one of the. I knew that something was pronounced differently. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, it was a heavyweight fight. Um, I have not been into boxing outside of like you know welterweight whatever whatever uh, Mayweather was into uh, since probably the 90s. I just I love MMA. I love professional wrestling. Uh, boxing was something I used to like. Uh, if, if Pacquiao was involved or, or uh, Hatton or 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 Mayweather back in the day, De La Hoya, I would check out their fights. But as far as heavyweights, this has been news because. Anthony Joshua has been built as pretty efficient boxer. Um, I've seen highlight packages of his stuff. People thought he was going to go into this fight just and destroy um, Ruiz, and uh, that that didn't happen. Um, he went in with uh, 22 wins, undefeated, and he lost the fight. Um, I believe in the seventh <laughs> round. Fucking awesome, too. <laughs> uh, and uh, this is a situation where a lot of people are comparing this with the buildup. And, you know, Ruiz is no slouch. He's had – he was going into this with 32 wins and one loss. But yeah. obviously – and once again, I can say this because I'm bigger. You know, he's a bigger dude. And you look at you look at Anthony, and Anthony's a chiseled specimen. I mean, the announcers were describing them so differently and kind of fat-shaming yeah. uh, Andy uh, at the beginning yeah. of it. Uh, but you know they're calling Andy the the Mexican um, what you call the Mexican Rocky because he fucking won he upset him yeah he went in there 
he got tagged early on, I think in the third round, uh, by a left from Anthony, and we thought he was done. He got right up, and then he started just coming at Anthony, uh, hit him with the left, and just from there dropped him until it was the fourth time, and the ref decided that he was not responsive enough and called the fight. TKO uh, unified the champions with three different divisions, I believe, three different boxing divisions, and is now the heavyweight champion. Uh, Pretty fucking amazing story of the Mexican Rocky. And I I really enjoyed it. I loved watching it. It got me excited about watching heavyweight fights, and I like both of these guys. So maybe I'll be uh, checking out some more boxing. Uh, Nick, what would you think? Yeah. Dude, it's fucking awesome. First of all, it's like the best sports feel-good story um, in, in, in a little bit of a while, I would say. I, like, I'm, I'm not I'm not exactly sure, like, when the last one was. I mean, I have to kind of delve into it. But it's a super fucking cool story, man. Like, um, you know, you're dealing with this dude who's – he was a 12-to-1. 12-to-1 for this guy to win this fight. Like, um and those those are like crazy fucking odds, like in in a in a heavyweight um, title fight. Um, he was the replacement for yeah, I forget the guy's name, but uh, it was this this it was this fight wasn't even supposed to happen. He was the like replacement fighter for a, a, another um, more qualified contender uh, who like failed multiple uh, PED tests. Um, and so like was, was, um, disqualified from, from fighting. And so, you know, this guy steps in and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally Rocky. It's the, it's the long shot guy getting his shot. Um, and, and, you know, like not only did this guy go the distance, he fucking won and it's so fucking awesome. Like, um, I think one of the, one of the big gripes that I have about boxing and I've had this for a while. Um, and we, I think we saw, saw the most of it with Floyd Mayweather. Like everyone says, oh, Floyd Mayweather, he's the greatest boxer of all time. He's undefeated, like pound for pound, greatest fighter ever. Um, and it's like, is he though? Like he was dodging fights left and right, always like very calculated as far as who he would fight, when he would fight him, where he would fight him. Um, and like, and good for him. Like, I mean, I, he played the game perfectly um, as well as anyone could. Um, but like that Pacquiao fight was like five years too late. Um, it, like it, it uh, yep. The, and and there's a lot of fights like that with with Floyd Mayweather. That's the thing that drives everyone crazy about boxing. Um, it, it, nobody wants to fight anybody. Once they win the belt, they want to you know they want to fucking keep that belt. And so they they essentially duck um, any good contenders. Um, they they try to only you know have fights that they are very confident that they can win. Um, and that was part of what, you know, got, got this guy uh, in as the replacement is, you know, since, since you know, th- there wasn't going to be the big matchup. They wanted somebody who they were fairly confident that uh, their guy could beat. Um, so they're like, oh, this Ruiz guy, he's got a good record. Um, but, like, he's not, you know, he's overweight. He's not up to snuff. He's, you know, not as good as our guy. So let's get that guy in. It'll, it'll be – you know, an interesting fight. I'll probably be over three or four rounds. Um, and, you know, it, he just cleaned his fucking clock. And it was amazing to see. Um, and I think boxing needs to take a page out of MMA. I don't think it's – I don't think it's the fact that, like, you know, we're, you know, mesmerized by MMA because of um, all the various, like, different um, styles that they can use and all of that. 
it's more like um, uh, Dana. What's his name? Um, the UFC Dana guy, White? Dana something. Yes, thank you. Um, that dude is like, I want to give these people the fu- like the best fucking fights that we can line up. Um, that's why you see Conor McGregor, who's he's not afraid to lose. Like he will go in and fight, uh, you know, anybody. Um, and you know, it's got to be for the right, the right price, especially now that he's gotten this this you know, um, you know, this claim to fame and this big name and this stardom. Um, but like boxers, just they're they're very timid. They don't they don't want to fight the big fights. They you know they want to keep that belt as long as possible. And that's just the cool thing with UFC. It's like you know, they like they don't give a fuck. They're like, I will fight anybody. I do not care. Um, and you know, boxers are just more shy about it. Like they're like, they can get called out by other boxers, and they're just like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. and you know, they'll act like they want to fight them, but they they have actually no intent to actually take on um, legit another legitimate contender. Um, so I hope that's maybe the lesson that boxing learns um, in the near future. Um, but it's it's difficult because I mean, how do you make a guy fight somebody that you know he doesn't want to fight? Um, so, but yeah, like I mean, it's a fucking incredible fight, incredible story. Um, it was fucking awesome. Like at the end of the fight, when you know he basically said, you know, now, um, like we don't have to struggle anymore, mom. Like I made it, and like that fucking like choked me up. I was like, yeah, man, you fucking did make it. Um, but yeah, su- super fucking cool story. Um, very, very happy for the dude. He's, he's America's sweetheart right now. And and I guess Mexico's sweetheart as well. And he kind of looks like fluffy with tattoos on him. I'm just kidding. He's not as big as fluffy, but, uh, um, it kind of looks someone in the face. If you think about it, like I said, I'm a thick dude myself, so fuck off. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I will say Floyd Mayweather's and look, I've had plenty of problems with Floyd Mayweather, but his, his record of 50 and, and zero is pretty impressive. Uh, the fact that he picked a lot of guys out of their prime, uh, De La Hoya and uh, Pacquiao come to mind, um, that also has something to do with it. But, you know, I can't – I do like the fact that you said, like, bring back the competitive nature of boxing because it's been missing for a long time. And I also yeah, – you think Ali was afraid to lose a fight? Like, hell no. no. Ali lost plenty of sometimes fights. He went he's into still a, known as the greatest. Yeah, man, he went into I, – I don't think that he really believed that he was going to beat Larry Holmes in friggin' uh, in, in 79, 80 or whenever that was. Uh, or maybe it was like – maybe it was like 83. It was when he should have retired. He, there's definitely situations yeah. where he fought because he loved fighting and he wanted to see if he could still do it. Now, was it smart? I don't know. Uh, but, we, you know, hindsight it. 2020, I just really am also appreciative. I like characters. I like – Floyd Mayweather and how ridiculous he is, but he turned that off as soon as him and and uh, and, um, him and Mayweather and McGregor turned that style of ego off as soon as the fight was done. Now that always doesn't happen. Some people are just full of themselves and just act like assholes. Uh, Anthony and Andy both acted extremely respectful for each other. They thanked each other. They showed good sportsmanship, and I appreciate that. And it looked like Anthony was talking to him. And I mean, it makes sense. Let's let's do business. Let's make some money because if they pack it and do it again, you know, it's probably going to be a great fight. And I think people like a good story within anything. I mean, that's why wrestling, I think pro wrestling does well is because they tell stories. But when it happens naturally in something like boxing or UFC um, or anything, any sport, baseball, football, 
I mean, shit. Look at Bo Jackson's whole entire fucking story, and it's incredible, ups and downs. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's some powerful stuff, man. And I, I think that's what people love about sports. And even someone who's not a sports fan like myself, I can understand that to an extent. Speaking about sports, man. All right, so you gotta explain to me because like they 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 made like a meme with uh, Anthony Joshua with Drake yelling at him. Um, <laughs> what the fuck's going on with Drake at the NBA Finals, man? Oh, dude, it's fucking hilarious. So like, um, essentially, like Drake is just like the the sort of like de facto um, coach. Uh, no, not the coach. He's 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 like the. Uh, like he he represents the the Raptors organization. Like he is the 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 fan of fans. Um, he's essentially what Jack Nicholson was to like the Showtime Lakers, um, or Spike Lee was for the Knicks in the in the nineties. Um, he is like the big famous person who like everyone knows, everyone recognizes. I'm sure ninety percent of the the um, People who who play in the association like know his music, uh, probably listen to his music, or at least like know his music. Um, so like he he's got a lot of clout. He can get by probably with a lot more than than uh, some some like your average Joe fan could get by with. Um, so uh, so yeah, I mean this kind of started in the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, you know with with him you know, coming up behind the head coach, the Raptors head coach, and just, like, massaging his back real quick. He basically – do you remember what George Bush did to Angela Merkel? <laughs> like, when he was overseas where he just kind of, like, rubbed her back real quick and she, like, act like she had, like, kind of the heebie-jeebies. Um, that's kind of what Drake did hey, uh, to the head coach. Hey, let me coach. rub your shoulders. Hey, let me rub your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, that's basically what Drake did. Um and uh, and you know Nick Nurse didn't really even react to it. He's uh, Nick Nurse, the head coach of the Raptors. Um, but now going into the finals, like you know they 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 won game one. The Raptors did, and so he was talking mad shit. Like even after the game, he was talking shit to Draymond Green. He was talking shit to Steph Curry during the game. Um, he gave them he like there's a there's a fucking awesome photograph of him looking at I think Draymond where he's giving him the like four Danny look. That you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? The it is it though. Yeah. Like, look, uh, and, and that you know, Danny, uh, uh, Daenerys obviously gave uh, when she was talking to Sansa. Um, but yeah, like he gave, he dropped that look on him, uh, and and was just like, like I, I want, I have the whole conversation pictured in my head, like you know, uh, Draymond's basically like, oh, we're gonna beat you in the next four games, and Drake's like, are you though? Like, um. And uh, so, of course, the uh, Warriors were able to tie up the series, uh, and they gave it back to him. They were talking shit to him uh, during the game, after the game. Um, like, everybody was, like, coming out to talk shit to Drake, I think, in the tunnel. Like, even Kevin Durant, who hasn't played in, like, like three weeks, um, he's in street clothes, and he's out talking shit, saying, I'm going to be back before you know it, shit like that. Um, it, it's great, dude. It's, it's, it's harmless banter. Um the NBA has kind of uh, issued uh, some stuff to the Raptors, basically saying Drake needs to cool it. But uh, I say fuck that, dude. Like, I, like it's great. Like, who doesn't love Jack Nicholson? Like talking shit uh, in those Lakers games or Spike Lee um, trying to taunt Reggie Miller, um, and then Reggie Miller scoring like, you know, I feel like it was like 17 points in like three minutes or some shit, and giving him the choke sign. Like your team's choking. 
Um, it's fucking great. It's entertainment. It's fun. Like, um, I fucking love it. Like, let them banter. And you bitches that you can't play basketball. Yeah, what up? All right, fucking drink. <laughs> Anyways. Um, um, oh, and, and just to add – wait, just to add another element to this story, um, Drake has a he, – he's kind of like a Fairweather fan. He's just a fan of, of the league. He's, he goes to a bunch of different teams' games. But, like, his number one team is the Raptors. It's been the Raptors. Um, so he's probably more excited for this than, than any other team. But he's actually got um, uh, Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant's numbers tattooed on his arm. So he's wearing like a black uh, armband to cover him up uh, during during these finals, which I think is just another added element of fucking hilarity. <laughs> God, man! And at one point, he was in a wheelchair on Degrassi. What is going on? All right, let's go to our next subject, and probably the last thing that we'll talk about. Another feel-good story, uh, like the sports one with um, you know the the Mexican Rocky. But I was, I am. And I, I said this earlier. I'm I'm not a fan of the Voice. I'm not a fan of uh, America's Got Talent. You know any of them? I think that that what they do and how they apparently build these future stars that you never see again, but they get signed to a long, ridiculous contract and and they're kind of forced to do whatever. And I mean, can anyone remember from American Idol anyone that's made it famous besides Kelly Clarkson and um, and uh, Jennifer Hudson? And uh, what was the country girl? Those are the only three I can think of that I've actually. Uh, yeah, I can't think of the Carrie country Underwood? singer. Carrie Underwood wasn't she on there? Yeah, Carrie Underwood, Kelly Clarkson, and and Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Pretty much are the only ones that people and really know that Ruben have made it. Stuttered. That was a guy, right? He's, Ruben Stutters. Ruben Stutters. Yeah, and and he Stutters. hasn't done okay. diddly shit. Uh, no, I think he, he does gospel not. now. But either oh, okay. way, Good for him. I. Yeah, you know, you know, do what you got to do. But Dave Grohl had a lot to say about the shows. Now he thinks that they're disgusting because, you know, first of all, some of the people that, that are on those shows that are, are voting, you know, if they're not someone that's that's like a, like a Simon that's been a part of the music industry for a long time or a singer, I don't know why the fuck they're voting for if you can sing or not. And he just said if you had Bob Dylan come out, you know, and you, you probably will, will appreciate this, Nick. You might have already read it. If you had Bob Dylan coming out today, and I don't think he'd be deterred because he's Bob Dylan. But if he went and tried out for American Idol and they said, your fucking voice is terrible, you, you know, <laughs> the future Bob Dylan might never exist in this generation because of that. And I completely agree right. with that. But I will say this really touched me. Being a musician, I saw this video and it's this, uh, this kid, Cody Lee, he's autistic um, and he's also blind. And his mother brought him on stage. And, uh, oh, God, I hope I don't get emotional talking about this. If you watch this, if you haven't watched this, I mean, I was sobbing in my fucking bed with my roommates, you know, just going, oh, God, I hope they don't, you know, hear me right now. But <laughs> it was it was just a, a, a beautiful moment, uh, a part of this thing that I don't know where it will go. Uh, but, you know, they brought him on stage, all the judges, Howie Mandel, um, who else is the judges on the show right now? Simon Cowell, Howie Mandel. Um, and the two females, I, I forgot what, which is the one. Oh, Gabriel Union is the one that's the new one. Um, mm-hmm. They were like, they were like, you know, talking to the mom because Cody's very, he's very uh, happy-go-lucky. He's very, but he's he's autistic and he's, he's it's very very high autism, and you know, so she was just explaining that he's been 
kind of an entertainer in certain ways. He loves making people laugh. And they figured out that he was very musically inclined. And so everyone watching this, I I don't think they expected this kid to get behind the piano. And it's like, Nick, it's like he got through his disability by playing music. And he's playing soul and playing on the piano. And his voice is incredible. And everyone, usually there's still a rough, you know, a bustle going on in the audience with any type of music performance. It was dead silent because no one was talking. Everyone was covering their mouth. Everyone's fucking crying, you know. Uh, you got Terry Crews, who's now like the new guy in the back that's like helping out the families. He's crying, you know. And, and Gabriel <laughs> Union, it came down to she, you know, being a first-time coach, I guess, or a, 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 a person on on the panel. You can actually one time within you doing it, uh, send them straight to the main actual thing, and she used that button, and you know the confetti comes out. He starts crying, you know, Cody. His mom, I'm, I'm, I'm blubbering. Like, I just watched the last episode of Boy Meets World where they say goodbye to Feeny. Like, my Lord, just like, and just, it, it, <laughs> the really, I think anyone could find this, and it, it's good to have a cry. I don't care if I'm a fucking dude. It's good to get emotions out. Yeah. And, you know, and anyone that's watching or anyone that's listening to this, you know, it doesn't matter if you're into music. You can still appreciate this extremely because you might just love children or you want people to succeed. And that's a story. But being a musician and, and seeing him being able to transform from his 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 illnesses or or his the things that take 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 back to him his blindness and his autism, just incredible story, man. It made me just feel very very good afterwards. Yeah, dude. Like I'm getting chills just hearing you talk about. It. I've not seen it yet, um, but yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. Like um, it's it, it's we you know. We go through our lives like day to day, and you know, most of it's just generic, you know, you know, everyday kind of shit. Um, but every now and then, uh, and, and you know, like a, a lot of what the show will be about is, you know, people's um, well, life in general. But part of life is, um, you know, people bitching about stuff a lot, and so it's just so refreshing and so nice, and um, just just like when you get a story like this. And you can just kind of remember what it's like um, for like everybody to be connected on something and to be supportive. Um, you know, it was kind of like we we had this show a little too late uh, to to discuss this, but like when uh, when Peta tried to go after Steve Irwin, and literally everybody was like, "Fuck you, Peta!" Like everybody unified together to defend Steve Irwin. Um, like that, I kind of like made me kind of emotional um on a sense of like that's what this man's legacy means you know um and it, it's it's awesome to see that so many people can unify together um for for something like that and this i i kind of get the same feeling like um people people um people want to be reminded of their humanity and we just have to you know try to try to search things out and 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 keep our eyes open and and, and see glimpses of it from time to time um and if you do keep your eyes open long enough you'll you'll see things that remind you um that we're all in this together and yeah that's that's fucking awesome man it's so cool great words man i completely agree with you and that's that's uh that's kind of what i want to do with the show and um you know is be able to talk about different issues but also have some stuff that's 
that's nice. That's happy. You know, that, that we can actually, cause I mean, there's a lot of horrible stuff. We had that terrible shooting this last weekend that I didn't make yeah. a topic cause I didn't want to make, you know, uh, go into detail about the whole situation because I don't think the person should get the benefit of the doubt to have fucking people talking about them. Um, which yeah, I will I say agree. that I'm appreciative of both Fox and CNN that they didn't cover it as much as they normally would. They definitely try to like put it in the background, which, you know, it's just something that happens, but instead let's, let's focus on some of the positive things that happened. Like this kid, you know, who's in a different world than all of us, especially when it comes to the, the concept of music of just understanding it on that level um, with his issues, you know, can go and rise above or someone that might not be physically um, like the other person he's going against, but still beats him and is now the heavyweight champion. I mean, I like stuff like that. And uh, I think this is a good show, man. I, I think this was a, uh, a pretty good first show of Monday suck. Yeah. Uh, Nick, I appreciate you being on the show with us and I hope you had a good time talking. We'll obviously have you back in the future, but uh, say goodbye to everyone. Give any plugs for your show and all that. Indeed. Uh, so uh, again, thanks for having me. I think it was a, I think it was a, a great uh, inaugural show. Um, I think we, we, we touched on some serious topics, some some heartwarming topics, and uh, you know, um, I, I feel like uh, it was a good balance. We struck a good balance of, um, you know, chastising people, uh, <laughs> of uh, you know, presenting uplifting stories in words of encouragement, and then uh, you know, not afraid to touch on some um, some some controversial issues as well. So uh, I, I think this is a good omen um, for for. Uh, Future shows, and uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, as far as uh, plugs, uh, yeah, Full Court Press uh, will be back tomorrow. Um, we'll be breaking down uh, games one and two of the NBA Finals going into uh, game three. Um, so be sure to uh, tune in for that. We'll also cover um, the various different uh, news stories that are going around. A lot of draft talk uh, ramping up, uh, you know, potential trades and, and other things of that nature. Um, some, some stuff that broke this week. So, uh, so we'll be discussing that as well. Uh, so yeah, be sure to tune in to that, uh, Tuesday night, tomorrow night, seven o'clock, uh, Eastern standard time. Um, and I, I will have my, uh, my draft board coming out, um, very, very soon. Uh, I've been hard at work on that and working at on it in all my spare time. It's, it's, Studying uh, film, uh, combine, uh, NBA combine results, um, all of this stuff to try and um, get all of that hashed out. I, I'm, I'm down to uh, – I pretty much got my order set for like 1 through 65 to 70. So I got about 30 more players to go to get to that top 100 um, big board um, for the – you know, going into the NBA draft. Um, hopefully I'll have that finished up sometime this week, uh, post that up and – course we'll share it on the full court press page and uh, the geek vibes nation group page um so keep an eye out for that hell yeah uh thank you guys once again for listening um to the show and like i said this will be every monday obviously in the name monday suck we'll be doing at 6 p.m might change to a later time uh, i'm not quite sure at at certain times but i'll let you guys know if we have any type of schedule uh changes i might have to appease you know, uh, someone else to a later time to be able to get them on the show. Uh, planning on having interviews in the future with, with, you know, people that we've had in the past, different animators, actors, producers, and whatnot. 
So this is going to be a fun show, I think, to be able to go into different things that we don't normally go into and to kind of, you know, get you, give you a chance to get away from this. It's the thing that we can do to get you over the fact that it's Monday, and that's why you listen to Mondays Suck. You guys have a wonderful evening. Check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance. It's Wednesday, 7 p.m. EST if you like pro wrestling. Go to gvnation.com, our website, and you'll find all of our news articles from all of our awesome writers, as well as all of our platforms of, you know, uh, it's got our iTunes account on there, our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook. Talk to us. Get a hold of me. Let, let me know what you thought about this show. Join the communities. All search that Geek Vibes Nation. Thank you guys so much. Like I said a million times already, but I'm just really appreciative of you listening. So go out there, enjoy the rest of the week, and join us next Monday to get you over the fact that it is fucking Monday. Don't have a case of the Mondays. When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling me, When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No. No, man. Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Huh. Peace out.